0: Hey, welcome! Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is eleven oh seven, and I—if uh, you just turned the radio on—I'm just f- I'm fuming over uh, Donald Trump's taxes being revealed. <coughs> Democrats wanted it, and, and, and they didn't care uh, whether it was an invasion of his privacy or not. They—the—the—the the, the, the glitch in the law that they used was—it uh, it didn't even apply. I mean, he's. They did it just to be the the this this sphincters that they are. Uh, anyway, uh, let me uh, let me also uh, go on. We've got a a, a detransitioning story. We're going to play that. Uh, we may even uh, have a, a few minutes to check in with the news. God from Zimmer Radio talk about the the upcoming weather. Tomorrow's going to be tough, uh, but on Trump's taxes bill is on the line. Bill, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine, Gary. How are you? I am well, thank you. Um, I
1: wanted to touch on something real quick, if I can, about the uh, gun control thing. The U.S. just got done freeing a known terrorist arms dealer for a two-bit American-hating athlete. So as far as the gun control thing, they can just shut their mouth on that. Any federal agent comes to me about gun control, shut up. I don't want to hear it. The thing about the, uh, the Trump tax thing, um, I don't see any other members of Congress, you know, House of Representatives, uh, um, Senators, you know, having to release their stuff. Uh, you know, how did Nancy Pelosi get all her money? How did uh, Bernie Sanders get all his money? Bernie Sanders, as a matter of fact, he wants to take your money and give it, you know, to everybody else. But I don't see him giving up a penny himself. You know, where did they get all their stuff? How how did they get it? After getting in office, Trump had his stuff before he got in office.
0: And they're going after him? It's just, it's none of their damn business. They have no right to this information. But they wanted it, and since he didn't cave to them, they decided to steal it. That's essentially what's happened.
1: And it's all because of his name. And because uh, because he set out to do something, he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't drain the swamp, but he sure exposed it, and he got it on both sides, and that that made a whole lot of people mad.
0: All right, hey Bill, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. This is what made me mad. Uh, and then Brian sent me a message uh, with regards to the release of Trump's tax returns. Uh, this scares the hell out of every American if they can release his information. What chance does Joe Sixpack six have? Uh, Casey says, hey, Gary, I got drunk last night off of Jim Beam. Casey is recalling about uh, the Buffalo, New York suing the gun manufacturers. I have a hangover this morning. I'm going to sue Jim Beam for forcing me to drink last night. Sounds pretty ridiculous. Doesn't, uh, it, it's just like people uh, suing gun manufacturers is ridiculous. Yep. That is true um ba-bum, ba-bum. I got this I, this story that uh and Brian uh, usually picks some pretty ugly stories, uh but this one this one is not, but it is an eye opener, and it is a way to stop this nonsense about uh transsexuals we'll uh, We'll get into that in just a minute, but uh taking back control, we opened the program this morning talking about the national debt and the spending. Because people get all upset when they find out we're spending a million dollars to study monkey drool or something along those lines. And I was pointing out that it's, it's like less than 2% of the budget. Most of the money is going to Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security and, um, and the military. Uh, the military, you could save that money just by bringing them home uh, and not being the world's police department, which would get us in a lot less hot water with other countries, uh, but the social programs—they're—they're they're really killing us. They're way, way more than the military. Um, so you know, uh, it was kind of the forest for the trees thing. Don't worry about that little bit of pork. Worry about what's coming. And I, I asked the question, what do you do to take control? How do you take back America? How do you change the trajectory? Because we are in control. We literally control the government. If the government's not doing what we want them to do, we have a responsibility and obligation to get people elected to support candidates who will in fact rain in the spending, and save us from going over the fiscal cliff. Because this omnibus bill, Democrats and Republicans are both guilty. And I think Jim is calling on that segment. Jim, welcome. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm good, Gary. And I uh, want to say thank you. I was at your lunch on Sunday and was very nice, so enjoyed that. Beautiful. Um, thank you. I, w- I, w- I wish we could have discussed actually that topic You know, in the room with everybody. And I think that's part of what we need to do is having large, like minded groups uh, along with some of our elected politicians on a, you know, meet on a regular basis to really give them a piece of our mind and what we do think. Because I think people are just feel hopeless. And I think all of the points today, you know, from the cosmetics thing to Trump's taxes to, I mean, I think it just proves the point that we feel like there is nothing we can do. It just goes on and on and on, and but it, we're, see
0: we're, here's the thing, Jim. It goes on and on and on because we keep doing the same thing over and over and over right you 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 know, you know the definition of insanity, you remember the definition of insanity doing the same thing over uh, yep. and over, expecting a different result absolutely so and but I think people feel helpless. Yeah, but if they want to regain power and they want to be in control, they need to start voting for principled politicians. People who will do what they say they will do. Uh, People who understand what the government is supposed to do. Do Can you sum up what the government's supposed to do?
2: They are to uh, provide security or militia and, you know, uh, in, in, very yeah, basic,
0: in very basic terms, the job of government is to protect your rights. Mm-hmm. That means if a foreign country tries to take over, we should be defending ourselves, protect our rights. If somebody wants to take your money, quash your free speech, whatever, the government's supposed to
3: protect our rights. That's essentially all they're supposed to do. What about managing the cosmetic industry?
0: Well that's in subchapter yep. 2 section okay, yeah. 7 under uh, the uh, Jeffersonian yeah, yeah. rule. what's
3: well, my right to wear safe makeup,
2: you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean I agree, I totally agree and I think so even if we elect the politicians I'm not sure that always happens when they get to Washington and then again there's still going to be a certain percentage, you know, of the opposite party or opposite belief and it's just an ongoing battle and I think we somehow need to get people together to really push them to act you know to do that and to go out and vote and vote and vote but the length of time that takes for things to change opposed to where we're at now I mean we're going off the cliff and and we really need something to help stop it now (laughs) constitutional convention I don't know if that would do any good or not but
0: I, I I doubt it I really do uh, it, yeah. The most important thing that it, Probably the best thing we could do Is educate Americans uh, I imagine there are a lot of people today Who hadn't thought about the national debt In terms of pork spending Versus the real spending uh, And that's the sort of thing that we need to do We need to open their eyes and go Hey, yeah, that's, it's, it's not the best But it's not the real problem Here's the real problem
2: Um, Right. And opening the right people's eyes is where it comes. You know, they're the ones that are just apathetic to things and just sit back and with the glazed over look, you know, and wonder what's going on. I don't even know how they get through life sometimes, you know,
0: they've so we've let freedom slip through our hands and we need to take it back. Jim, thank you for the call. And and thank you for coming to the dinner. I hope you uh, met some new friends and had a good time.
2: Yep, had a nice time, and like I said, I think those discussions there, even we could have, uh, you know, start and really work pushing the the envelope a little bit. So yeah,
0: maybe we'll do something right. like that. I'll kick it around in the next segment, Jim. Thank you. Up against the clock, quick break. Uh, there is something there we we can do. Get some brave Republicans and Democrats in the room. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about it next, and then a detransitioning story as well on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Twenty minutes after eleven. Glad to have you with us. Tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday, and then uh, yours truly is going to take a vacation, and uh, Brian will be. Uh, well, you'll be you'll be working through Christmas. In I fact, will. Christmas yeah, Day, much. you have
3: to be uh-huh. here. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. No big deal. I know. I'm, I'm here to help. Uh, you and you do, and you do. Um, uh, by
0: the way, I'm kidding. He does not have to be here Christmas Day. Um, we uh, just had a caller who said maybe we should have a, a get together conversation, um, and that uh, the dinner at CC's might have been a great opportunity in the future. We, by the way, we had uh, um, I think a, a terrific uh, turnout and some really wonderful people. I got to to meet many people that are, had never been there before had uh, a chance to break bread with uh, with listeners. And uh, then we had Jay Ashcroft as our speaker, uh, and he made some really great points. Uh, so it, it was, a, I think, a terrific, uh, a terrific event. But anyway, what the caller is suggesting, and maybe we can do this, maybe we can get Democrats and Republicans and then bring in a bunch of listeners... And see if we can talk some sense into them. I don't know where we would do this, Brian. We ne- we need a lot of room. But um, here's my problem. My problem is that I don't think they'll they'll change their ways. Uh, you can you can point out to them how wrong they are.
3: Is this a you can lead a horse to water? Yeah, uh, argument. Yeah, I think so. i I'd, I'd be willing to try. I mean, I think you're going to have to have a national conversation as opposed to what we're describing here. Something at the level of CPAC where people have actually woke up and understood that, you know, this um, this debt is unsustainable. I, I just don't think that they understand that uh, we can't continue at this level forever. And something's going to break eventually. Huh. And then the fingers will be pointing at each other. Well, it wasn't me, it was him. Well, you know, they, they should be pointed at each other because they're both sides are responsible. And I agree with that. But at the same time, the only way to overcome this t- is to install fiscally conservative type individuals like libertarians. But how do you do that? How do you install, I mean, 200 members of Congress? Okay, we need 200 of these folks in order to... And then you need to get them into the White House. That's quite a, quite a hill to climb. I mean, just having a libertarian elected president is a good start, but even he wouldn't have the power to, you know, override Congress. Well, you've got to educate people. Have
0: I to understand. I have, have to I learn. learn. And as long as the, I mean, the government has all the strings. They're the ones in control of education. It's the government. They're the ones, you know, that that uh, literally teach the media to be progressives. They're the ones, the the education system pervert everything. They they and and it's self fulfilling. They
3: they, they it, it's just it's just a mess. I, I don't if even you are know. a libertarian running for president and you suggested. I am going to end Social Security and privatize it. What do you think would happen? Oh, I know what would happen. <laughs> First-hand experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the reason that we'll never be able to get out of this mess. is because people are so brainwashed into thinking, well, we have to have that. We've had it for this long, and we can't get rid of it now. Well, it, what's frustrating is when I
0: hear from Republicans... Hey, uh, I paid into that. That's my money. I'm entitled to that. You know, there are ways for us to wean off of that system. They won't even have a discussion about it. No, they won't. They, they, they're they of the impression that they should get this because they paid for it. And And they, and they want to shoot the messenger. They're upset with me. But the truth is, the money's been spent. Every dime... That you have sent in FICA taxes to the federal government, every social security dime that you sent to the federal government has been spent. It's gone. It's not there. It's not sitting in a lockbox. It's not accruing interest someplace. It's not in an investment portfolio. It's gone. They go, you know what, we got a billion dollars in recipients for Social Security, and we got two billion dollars in receipts. So the first billion goes to the recipients. We'll take that other billion and we'll put it in the Treasury and let them spend the money. And then we'll just write an IOU. Well, now the IOUs are coming in because the baby boomers, a huge chunk of the population, are retiring.
3: And they're collecting their money. And it isn't there. It's gone. And here's the solution to fix that. Well, we need to hire more IRS agents to yes. go after people. To, yes. These people uh, aren't paying their fair
0: share. It, this puts the progressives in a very difficult position because they they already told us they don't want us to reproduce. But we need a lot more people working in order to cover the retirement program that the Democrats gave us. <laughs> Oh Lord! So the problem is education, and uh, I'm just not sure how you get there. Um, let me go to the phones here because uh, is he? He's on. He's on the right topic. All right, let me go to. Yes, yes. He just called in, so he's on the right topic. Kim, welcome. How are you, buddy? I'm fine, Gary. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Brian, Christmas to you so- too.
1: You know, I I don't know the answer, but I think a good way to start is to do away with payroll tax deductions. You know, if people have to fork out that money at the end of the year, they might want to see where it's going. You know, but I don't know if that could ever be accomplished.
0: I don't I don't disagree. Uh, this the way, and that's the way it used to work. When they, in fact, when yeah. they first passed the income tax. They didn't, didn't have this payroll deduction. They, they didn't take the money out. They just expected you to pay it at the end of the year. Well, at the end of the year, nobody paid it. And that sent shockwaves. Uh, so then, um, and I think it was Milton Friedman, of all people, really? who uh, helped come up with this idea. Uh, it, was, it was taken from uh, Revolving Credit. Uh, they, they took the idea from Revolving Credit. And said, Hey, let's do this. We'll just take the payments out every every paycheck.
1: Uh, well, I don't I don't know if it would solve the problem, but it would sure be a great start.
0: So anybody who is self employed knows exactly. what a pain in the ass that is. Because you not yeah. only have to you gotta pay both halves of the social security out of your gross pay, in addition to your income uh, income tax, and you gotta do it quarterly. And if you pay too much, they fine you. And if you don't pay enough, they fine you. <laughs> it's, it's it's pathetic. All right, Kim, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's true. If, you, if you're paying your quarterlies or you're paying your taxes and you overpay and they have to send you a big refund, they punish
3: you for that. They give you a penalty. If you underpay... They pay. They they charge you a penalty. You got to do That's it. That's probably why they make the tax so, tax code so confusing, so they can make more money. Oh
0: boy, what a mess it is. Um, all right, let me see. What we got here uh, some messages uh, coming in now, regarding how we take our country back. If the majority of the population and the media are unprincipled, I don't see much room. For common ground, I hate to be a downer, but when the economy crashes, I see war. Not necessarily a civil one, but when nations go broke, they start wars. It's history. You're right. That is, Gary, you're going on vacation again. Dang, man, you're off more than Joe Biden. That's for sure. What? <laughs> <laughs> I get three weeks for the whole year. Uh, let's see, Jim, uh, following up on my call, a group idea may help motivate people uh it's a somewhat like a support group uh when you see and realize that you're not alone uh the same issues that uh, you feel more empowered to do something you know you know we 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 could do something we we could have some kind of a, a meeting i don't know uh detransitioner coming up uh, we got more news it's the gary nolan show it's the zimmer radio network This is the Gary Nolan show. It is 1135. Uh, News God uh, is going to be on board with us shortly. Brian uh, Houseworth. We got some uh, pretty nasty weather coming. Uh, we'll get some updates from him. Uh, a detransitioner was uh, on with Tucker Carlson. We're going to play that audio. Uh, a couple of listeners have uh, asked about whether or not we could just get together and and, and hash all this stuff out about the debt and, and the direction the country is going. Uh it would be uh it, it it would be a challenge it would um it it'd be great if we could i would love to get a half dozen republican and or democrat uh, you know legislators from the federal level put them in one room uh, and then uh, you know have an audience of of listeners and start grilling them and, and asking them where they get the right to do whatever they're doing. You know, what part of the Constitution gives you the right to do this? You say you're in favor of, uh, you know, you're socially tolerant. Why are you making people accept things they don't want? Uh, Or or you say you're fiscally conservative. Why are you agreeing to this additional spending? But I'm not sure that it would go very far. The, The only thing we can do is educate each other. And then maybe we start voting the right way. We figure, you know... It, if you're gonna either electrocute me or drown me or, or shove me off a cliff, maybe I'll fight for something different, uh, like dying of old age. All right, Tucker Carlson, uh, and this may be the solution to this whole stupid transgender nonsense. Well, some of the medical professionals who make money
4: by mutilating the bodies of young women are now being sued for what they've done. Case in point, in 2020, at the po- at the age of 30. Camille Kiefel says she was approved for a double mastectomy after a few virtual visits with doctors at gender clinics in the state of Oregon. Now she's suing her social worker and her therapist, as well as the clinics involved. Camille Kiefel joins us along with her attorney, Lauren Adams Bone. Camille, thanks so much uh, for coming on tonight. Um, um, I understand the outlines of your suit, but tell us why you think you were wronged, apart from the uh, the legal case you're making.
1: So, part of it was that, um, so I sought
4: out, it's, it's okay, I'm going to give you a second to collect yourself and, and ask, and, okay. and that's all right, and, and ask your Thank attorney you. about the case that you are making. And I hope you can fill in some of the emotional uh, blanks sure. there. Lauren, what, what are you arguing on behalf of your client in this case? Thanks. This case is about mental health providers who breached their duty of care and violated the professional ethical standards of the state of Oregon, um, leading to irreparable harm to Camille and doing so by making false representations to Medicaid. So, so tell us what, and so they make money by doing this, and thank you for pointing that out. But what is their obligation? What is the obligation of the people who treated your client that they didn't meet specifically? They have an obligation to treat them as an individual and to treat them uh, according to evidence-based medicine. Um, yes. And they, to, they met her one time each and wrote a letter to have healthy body parts removed. Yes, on the basis you, of a identity that, yeah. Did you? Well, that I mean, that seems to, that seems prima facie irresponsible. I don't, can't imagine anyone wouldn't see that as irresponsible. Camille, did did you feel like they cared about you as a person, cared about making you better as a person?
1: I think that they were highly influenced by an ideology, and that has yes. no place in our medical system. And had they looked at the underlying health issues, which as those resolved, I realized that I, was no, that I was not non-binary, that I was a woman all along and had been dealing with trauma, oh. um, Then I, I would have never needed the surgery. And so oh. they have a responsibility to their patients to look at, look at things from a nuanced per- perspective and not be influenced by ideology.
4: Well, exactly. I mean, if they treated cancer mm-hmm. patients like that, no one would survive. That's, and so nicely put thank you for that. I know it's hard to talk about it. So I appreciate you're both coming on tonight. Thank you very much. And good luck with your suit.
0: Well, you would you would think that maybe uh, if enough of these people sue, uh, that they could perhaps convince these doctors to quit lying to their patients and to quit lying to the parents of these. This one was 30 years old. Holy moly. At 30 years old. How gullible was she? You are what you were born. You are what you are. You can't change that. And I'm hoping that every hospital that performs this kind of surgery, that, that, uh, that they get sued if, if they're minors. I don't know if you can sue uh, you know, for the actual surgery if you're an adult, but you can certainly sue if you've been misled, convinced, talked into it by supposed medical experts. It's a fraud. It's a lie. You may want to believe it if you are a transsexual, but you are not. You are not able to change your sex. What a horrible, horrible... uh, It's inflicting on these people. uh, This
3: horrible surgery. Do doctors still take that oath to do no harm? the hippocratic oath yes it's become the hippocratic oath yeah pretty much uh, because they are doing
0: harm and we got to quit calling them what they think they are we got to quit they got to quit perverting the english language and we've got to start being medically honest with these people all right i uh, that's i'm getting off my high horse it just i'm i feel sorry for her she's had a double radical mastectomy her breasts are gone they will never come back all because of a lie. All right. Uh, we have um, some really nasty weather coming. And since we've got the news god, Brian Hausworth, with us, we're, we're going to see what else is going on in local news. So, Brian, welcome. Thank you for stopping in the studio. Good to see you. Good to see you, Gary. Thank you so much. Uh,
5: yes, that, and we've got a couple other things going on, but really the weather is dominating the attention right now. I've been in frequent touch with the uh, folks from City of Columbia, and I'm continuing to make some phone calls, getting a few things set up. But kind of here's where we're at right now in terms of the warnings and the time frame that we're at right now. When I was on with Brandon this morning uh, on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, our times are similar, but they're a little different as well. So we're still under two different warnings here in Mid-Missouri. Basically, Columbia, Jeff City, there's no breakdown in terms. Occasionally, you'll see a breakdown Jeff City might be in a different time frame. Columbia as well. That's not the case right now. Everywhere here in mid Missouri has two warnings. But their times are different. So the winter storm warning will kick in at 6 tomorrow morning. That will go through midnight. So we're talking about uh, 18 hours, basically, of a winter storm warning. That's that's pretty long. That is significant. That may be upgraded, but that's where we're at right now, a winter storm warning that takes effect again at 6. Also, and we rarely see this, uh, Gary, I, this is very rare, but it, it's, it's in effect for tomorrow. And that is a wind chill warning. That will be in effect from. Noon tomorrow through noon on Saturday, basically 48 hours. And and when we do see them, they just almost never last that long. So as we've talked about on the newscast and talked about on on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning, it's the temperatures that are going to drop significantly. And they'll be okay. We'll be up in the 30s tonight, uh, but down to about 22 by the time Brandon and I take the airwaves in the morning. And then it's just going to keep dropping. And by the time we get to the end of tomorrow, into the early evening, our, our temperature will actually be about minus 5. So we're looking at a drop, you know, ballpark. Let's say where our low will get down to, let's say, 35, 36 tonight. It'll be down to minus 5. By tomorrow night. That's a huge drop. And then the the, uh, the the wind chill will be between minus, let's say, 25 and minus 35. These numbers are still being adjusted. Snowfall, the, you know, that is, a, and, and we're going to get another update about three o'clock today. It almost looks like the snow might be a little slower moving in because there are some models that are projecting this to start falling at, at midnight here in mid-Missouri. Certainly, if you're heading to the northern part of Missouri, it's going to Know earlier because it's basically coming from the south from Iowa and the north and coming down. We're really looking right now between 7 and let's say 11 in the morning that the snow will be falling in Columbia. Most of that will be between that time. Probably closer to let's say nine thirty or ten, up to eleven in Jeff City. It will fall very, very fast. This will be a fast moving in terms of the snow. Um, and we're looking still between somewhere between two and five inches of snow. Big issue is going to be the blowing snow. That's why the people have to be very careful to the point where MODOT On the record, I talked to Becky Almereth, and she's their head safety person. She's urging everyone not just to get a full uh, tank of gas today but to have flares in their vehicles as well. Rare for them to say that, but the reason they're doing that is because in whiteout conditions, you got to be able to see your vehicle. Um, obviously, many people are going to have to go out, but if you do have to go out, just be careful, as careful as possible. Uh, but that's the time frame right now, and of course we'll be on the air out of updates and um, doing some interviews as we speak right now. But Gary, this is a concern. This is one that um, I mean, the governor has the national guard ready to go they have not been sent out yet but anytime you see the governor get the the guard ready to go it's usually a big deal this one's a big deal gas
0: up your tank make sure you're not less than half full right uh because that's where you know moisture starts to form that's right um do take care all right, so that's, uh, are we going to call this Snowmageddon or Coldmageddon? Uh, <laughs> I haven't come up with a name, and I, I don't think I will. I,
5: I definitely, um, and it's, I, I and I'm certainly I know uh, some of our listeners might as well, I don't want to sensationalize it by any means, but... Um, we also have to treat it with the uh, the urgency. This is this is urgency. Brandon and I talked this week, and I remember telling him at about thirty mile an hour uh, wind chills, we just rarely see that. We've been pretty fortunate here in mid-Missouri in terms of where we've been right now. But I remember a day, maybe a year ago, and we had, it wasn't even a half of an inch of snow. Now, it came kind of quietly. We didn't know it was coming, and there were hundreds of accidents. The good news about this, we've been kind of talking about it all week and letting people know so at least they have they have you know the heads up and things like that there are some people though that are just going to have i know they have to go to work i I definitely for the over the road truckers that's probably the the only other thing i'd mention gary we have a or it seems like a trend every time we have these snowstorms here and i am my father was a teamster for a couple of years i'm a big fan of the uh, truck drivers but you know you truckers out there listening if you can avoid traveling at this during the height of this storm I think it would help you, I think it would help everybody because inevitably what happens, Gary, is when we have these storms on I-70, it seems like we always have tractor trailers that jackknife almost Mm -hmm. every storm. So, you know, it's probably for your own freight company going to be better to hold off if you can. It's going to be fast moving and then wait till it can move. I can't tell people what to do, but that would be certainly something that we have seen before, but be as careful as possible. And then the other thing is just be cautious and uh, keep your radio tuned here to 93.9. The Eagle will continue to update everyone.
3: Brian, before we let You go. We've seen uh, the schools already uh, Mm -hmm. have, uh, they don't have the classes tomorrow. Are there any businesses that have, uh, you know, closed early or announced, hey, we're not going to have. business tomorrow that you've heard of
5: or no, nothing i've heard of and they normally will get in touch with us usually in the morning we haven't heard anybody yet brian those are all good questions because the manufacturers particularly in limone industrial and the, and the manufacturers on waco um, it, it can be tough for them and they they rely on people being able to get into work so nothing usually those decisions are not made until daybreak Brandon and I will be here if there are businesses that do decide to close. Now, the the last point I make on that is the good news is Columbia and Jeff City, their final day before the semester is today. Jeff City's letting out three hours early. Dr. Yearwood and Michelle Bombstark have been watching the forecast at CPS. They're planning to go the full day, and they should be okay. They should be okay on that. There's just a a small number of school districts that were even going to be in session tomorrow, and there are going to be a few that are at this time they're scheduled to go. Um, For those superintendents that do decide to call in, let us know as soon as possible. If you do cancel, we'll get the word out. We've already had one that canceled three days early for tomorrow, and that is Southern Boone. They are not going to go because they believed it would be too dangerous. But the bulk of our schools, Mizzou's done right now, that will take some, that will certainly help get uh, cars off the road. Uh, and then the for the state i know the state employees and we have a lot of people in jeff city that are listening to us there's been nothing from the office of administration i know the governor would be involved in that sometimes those decisions aren't made until a little bit closer as well but at this point state employees have not been you know, there's been no decision to tell state employees not to come in not at this point ron
0: brian, brian houseworth the news god at Zimmer radio uh, uh, anything else going on? I'll uh, bring you back. If not, I'm going to say goodbye and uh, move on.
5: Just Merry Christmas to you and keep up the good work. And I do have a little story, several stories, 93.9, TheEagle.com. I cover Hartz, uh- Wooldridge, I cover Hartzler, right. and
0: The Storm. All right, got to run. Thank but you very much, sir. Brian. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, uh, yeah. It is 11.55. Tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday, uh, and that's going to be great fun. But, I, uh, Brian, I I just I don't quite understand you. You... Why? What's going on? Well, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brian will, from time to time, send me stories of interest. Um, And I'm going to give you two stories from the same uh, diurnal. The first story is about a guy in France who apparently uh, went into a hospital with a six-inch... Explosive device. A shell, a, a uh-huh. World War yeah. One shell. Um, <laughs> put up his canasta, if you know what I mean. Uh, and apparently, he did this for some kind of <laughs> some kind of pleasure. Wait, what pleasure? Did you say that's what it that's says? Pleasurable. It's understood the man had inserted it in his <laughs> bottom for sexual pleasure. I don't know how that works, but that was one of the stories in the newspaper. Here's another story in the very same newspaper. It's a tough job, but someone had to do it. Argentina fans who made headlines around the world for going topless to celebrate victory in Qatar, reveal ahead artists paint their breasts for the occasion. And there are photographs. They're pixelated a little bit, but you you pretty good. Which story do you think Brian sent me? <laughs> yeah, uh, the story of the guy with the uh, missile up
3: his bum. Well, I posed a question to you. So well, you, I've apparently not this was the an story answer. that interested you. <laughs> no, not not exactly. Not me. No, I, I was more I interested. Just wondered about the pleasure part of this story. It's like, wait, I don't understand. that. I thought maybe you could explain it to me. <laughs> that was the reason for me posting it. Uh, I see. Well, I can uh, understand this was that a, This
0: was your where your interests lie, <laughs> uh, I suppose. If it went off, and well, never mind. I won't go into it. But anyway, it turned out the bomb uh, was a dud, and it was not going to go off. There's a picture of this guy. Oh my god! <laughs> of all the stories to send me, Brian, and this, uh, you know, the Argentina story would have been so much better. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, all right. Tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. We got Kevin Jackson to kick it off. We got Jim Babka. Uh, we've uh, we've got uh, uh, the Show Me Institute coming on. Uh, we're going to be adding a new segment of the program. By the way, um, I think we're going to do it on Wednesdays. Um, it's it's going to be just a, a session every Wednesday with the Missouri Secretary of State. We'll find out what's going on in the state with Jay Ashcroft. Uh, that'll be a, kind of a fun update. Uh, but anyway, so we got a full boat tomorrow. We look forward to having you on board. And uh, then Friday, of course, uh, that's when the fun begins. Everybody is getting ready for Christmas. Uh, Brian still hasn't purchased my Christmas gift yet. Um, it's in the mail. Yeah. It's in the mail? Uh-huh. I'll, I'll wait for that. All right. Yeah, All do right. that. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.